previously on Champions of the Earth. People pick on me at school and I just want to like be friends and have a good time and then I try to like take some people out of my car and then my car got fucked up while I was trying to save some people and then I got like almost murdered for it and now like basically people are going to try to do the same thing for the Earth and that is a total like freaking bummer and I am just like not going to let it happen. This is above you. Something detaches. A smaller kind of vessel, perhaps. And it's sailing towards your school. Destroy Beach Bay High School. Fuck that place. Uh, I'm... Do we have helmets on? You do have helmets on, yes. They don't cover your faces, though they can cover your faces. But they're not right now? They're not right now. Okay. Is it... It it was a... It was a dice, like a like a like a Dungeons and Dragons dice. I thought it was there. It's an icosahedron. Icosagon. He's real clever. Um, anyways, should we head back to town? That's where the spaceship is heading. What are we? Uh suited up like a bunch of weirdos, but we probably should go help people. So can and or at least get back to civilization. Can we Why please does go? this suit equal helping people? Are you feeling slightly more powerful than before? And are you not an entirely selfish person? It's an emergency. We have some sort of I strength. I to beg you to help me get Huxley out of danger. Who are you calling selfish, bitch? Hey, that was before God Guy juiced us up. Hey, hey, hey. And I helped. Guys, guys. There are aliens. Yeah. yeah and they want to destroy the high school. Who cares? Shush. I am talking. All you guys do is yell at each other. We almost got eaten. No, we have an entire town down there, including my parents, that I want to make sure is still alive. So we need to get it together and go save people. Yeah, all right, all right. That sounds like, that sounds, that makes sense. I, uh, I, I, I put my hand on your shoulder. You have my axe. to kiss him. <laughs> I love the emphasis on tries. No, but no, yeah. no, do you know why? Because me as Olive has been sitting here waiting to say that exact line to you our entire fight. She's been waiting to deploy it to you to impress you. So the fact that you just did it to her, she is losing it. So you, you... Oh, it's, um, it's, uh... It's not the time. 
shield over face. <laughs> yep. Okay, let's save the world! And just starts running through the glen. Uh, yeah, Nico is also red. That straight up, he has no idea how to handle that, and he just wussed out of a kiss with this girl, and he does not. He's like real embarrassed. Yeah, in front, of people. Yeah, in front of people. He So he takes a beat, looks at everybody else. Dude, the same color as his armor. Did you see that? <laughs> Shut up. I mean, helmet thing goes down and he Got walks it. after her and he bounces after her. Hux follows Martha. Yeah. Follows Mel. You're gonna stand here by yourself! <laughs> Falls alone in the woods. I mean, I hate you. I hate Martha. Now I hate Olive. So. What did I do? Yeah, I just, I'm like very far at bringing up the rear. Totally. A very like slowly, salty, sulkily walking down after everyone else, salty I guess. Hero. I don't want to be by it. myself. Right, right. Yeah. So as, as Olive and Nico lead the charge, both of them with masks down and also trying to not look like they're running next to each other, because like, that'd be weird, but like they're also running like side by side. Staggering who's in front. Room, room, room for safety. Room for safety. Real awkward. Hux, Martha, following behind, and uh, and 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 Mel, uh, kind of bringing up the rear. Between you and the field are some bleachers and classrooms, uh, woodshop, biology, art, home ec, four classrooms, the bleachers, and you see it settling down into the field of the high school. Um, it doesn't really look like a spaceship so much as kind of a an organic shard. It opens up, a portal kind of irises out, and stepping from it are one, two, three mechanized, three-legged machines. There are some civilians, there are some high schoolers who see this, and they just start fucking straight screaming. Uh, and running for their fucking lives. How big are these things? Uh, they're about eight feet tall. Eight feet tall, okay. And there are three of them striding out that have just seen you. Why don't you guys go ahead and roll initiative? Champions! You all hear it. These forces are beyond your current levels of power. However, if there was some way for you to reach into the deeper energies of the Earth, Perhaps I could forge a connection between you and the powers that be. Ignis, which is flame. Glysis, which is cold or ice. Lux, which is light or electromagnetism. Terra, which is earth, or, uh, and. VJ which is life. If you could somehow connect yourselves to these fundamental powers, perhaps I can help you. But without this, you shall surely die. Olive. Uh, yes. It is your turn, yes. <clears throat> this is just initiative, like attacking. We are, yes, they, they have clocked you. Uh, in each of their kind of collage mandibles, they are holding what could be perhaps some kind of long-range rifle. Really wish we had some kind of weapons right now. Call upon the energies of the Earth. See if you can forge a weapon. Okay, okay, so yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've seen this before in movies, like, we are... Like, you gotta, like, find something, like, we gotta make some kind of improvised weapon out of, like, whatever we've got around us. Like a stick? Well, maybe, like, a cool stick. I just... I don't know if I can kill anything. Cold, flame, earth, light, life. Go, champions! And defend the earth! Gather your chi. Get on, gather my chi. Uh, we're, we're on a hill. Mm -hmm. I want to open my eye or like open my hands up to the sky, face them, and start somersaulting down the hill. Like, like when you're a kid and you just feel really alive and full of like ah silly energy. 
just going to start rolling down the hill. And what are you trying to forge a connection with? Uh, just happiness and, and, and light and life and, you know, uh, the like, reason we're alive, the, ener- the, the, the feeling of needing to be. And as you somersault down the hillside, slamming over and over into the grassy sward, with every hit, you feel a bit of energy reaching out from the soil. And by the time you land, you feel charged with the power of Vitae, the power of life. And I feel that feeling while sprawled out on the grass and just start making a grass angel. (laughs) And that grass angel glows with fundamental forces of energy. Uh, (laughs) The scout of life has been chosen! And you feel juiced. And that's your turn. Nico! (laughs) I turn to Mel. Mel! Still have any of those cigarettes? Yeah. I take the cigarette, open my face plate, light the cigarette, and make fire. The power of Ignis and Flame has been chosen! Breathe fire. The Paladin of Flame! Hux. So I'm looking at the field and the the bleachers and the, the football lights and it is like everything that I want for myself in life that uh, just like the the light, the limelight, the recognition, I can almost like sort of just like hear the the roar of the crowd and feel like all of those lights on me at the same sort of time. And it's like what I want to, I I want to rise up and be better and not like be beat up all the time, but be somebody that like people like can look up to and be inspired by. Yeah. And you're staring at these lights that are shining down on you. And it, uh, it gives me purpose and, uh, and energy. It does give you purpose and energy, but it is still just normal light falling on your skin. Unfortunately. <laughs> he just lit a cigarette. Yeah, but I created fire. Oh, I see, I see. Um, there are classrooms. I know there are classrooms. All right, so this isn't what like what classrooms again, please. It's home ec, shop, art, art, and biology. Put a fork in the socket. <laughs> I know that's basically like where I'm at, but peaks uh, <laughs> this shit, man. Okay, fine. Like, so I'm just gonna like, run into the wood shop because I'm pretty sure there's uh, a generator in there, and nice. uh, mm. like for. Um, for emergencies and things like that. Like the the, the woodshop teacher's no. crazy, he's a doomsday prepper. So he's got a bunch of extra stuff in addition to uh, the normal the normal. He's, sort of things. So for his house. Gonna, like, he's a doomsday prepper for the school. So from the hillside to the woodshop, you can race there, yeah. but that's gonna be that's the end fine. of the turn. That's fine, that's fine, that's my plan. Alright, Huck sprints for the woodshop. Mel. Hmm, okay. There's just ice and terror left. Yeah. Well, I mean, he hasn't done shit. I haven't, done, I haven't actually got. Well, I know, but I don't want to try and steal something it's from cool. someone else. There's no reason not to. I mean, you're just trying to survive right now. You got fucking yeah, these cool. monstrous things are about to start opening fire. So I would suggest getting towards whatever get you your can. Get muscle on. Yeah, get your get your power on before you start getting straight up shot. All right. Well, in that case, I might have to apologize for no, stealing fine, this from you fine. because I have a pocket knife. And if we're talking about there being football lights on the field, there are wires. So you Metal. race towards a functioning light cabling and stab it with your knife? I, I mean, yes. And electricity courses through your knife, slamming into your mind throwing you backwards. And as you fly through the air, the champion of light has been chosen. You feel energized and you land in a hero's stance. Your blood pulsing with with raw light and energy. You now are bright as the sun. Great. Which is super crazy because your armor's black. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> what an awesome eclipse. power combo. I know. That's super eclipse. trippy. Oh, yeah. Like what? You're an eclipse. Oh. 
Yeah. Cool. You're a dark sun. That's cool. awesome. Wow. Hang on, we should make sure there's not any aftershocks. Wow. Alright, yeah. so it was a 3.6. It was pretty small. Um, it was uh, in Palisades, so it was pretty close, which is why we really felt it. Yeah, wow. Cool. Alright, well. Your pick, Marcy. Uh, um. Seeing as we literally just felt the earth shake, I'm going to take that as a sign, and um, Martha will literally just like pound the ground. Like. Kick it in and be like, come on. As she kicks the dirt up in the air, she feels that energy rip back up her skeleton as the champion of Terra is chosen. However, it is now the monsters. Three of them look to you on the horizon here. They each open fire. The first, well, you oh, rolled down close. Yeah, you are lying there totally stupendously. Yeah. And the first one opens fire on you with its blaster. 15. I mean, you hit me. Yeah. These blasts are light-based attacks. However, as you are a Vita life based energy, this blast slams into you and seems to just deflect harmlessly off your armor. You are unhurt. My god. Icosogon wasn't full of bullshit after all! <laughs> Martha! I just said his name. Oh, <laughs> uh, the second takes a shot at Hux. I think you also negged his armor. Inside the building? Really? Oh, you're, the you're racing. Okay, fine, fine. You're running across the field. I did. shoot <laughs> for 14. I mean, I'm pounding feet, more or less. Like, basically, like, there's nothing. There's not a lot left. I'm the only one who didn't seem to, like, get any kind of juice, so I am basically just drawing on a deep knowledge of cool movies and doing like full-on like Spies Like a Serpentine, just like Bobbing and weaving for a total of uh, 15. You dodge left and right, boom, a big old divot of earth, patoosh, flies up, but it misses you. Throw one power point. Uh, the last shot comes straight at Cool guy, Nico. Uh, 18? 15. So, you just kind of like duck your head to the side like it's not even a fucking big deal. It totally obliterates the tree behind you. Those are the three. And now we are back to Olive. Mm -hmm. It is your turn. Now you feel the energy of life filling your body. Yes. You feel your fingers tingling with potential. Mm-hmm. A I whole know. suite. I'm reading that potential. Yes. <laughs> Is the cost the number of power points a cost to do a thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Can we ask how many power points you have? I have three power points. All right. So not enough. So not enough to buy any of these. I could really use a weapon. And as your hand kind of reaches out, lusting after that weapon, you find your fingers closing around something. Is it the hilt of a katana? Is it the handle of a gun? No! It's a magic wand. A magical wand. <laughs> Short, but glistening with power. What do you do? I point it. And I just say, I um, spit <laughs> And from the front of the wand bursts a beam of incandescent light. Oh god, it's so exciting. Wow, what will like happen? What will happen? And it only rolled a four. So your beam of light slams into its metallic body, glistening against an energy shield behind it that, is, that, that exists in front of it. However, your 
life-based attack against its lux-based shield glistens, shorting out, dealing two times as much damage. Boom! And it flies backwards. Why does it do two times the damage? All will be revealed as the adventure continues. Got it, got it, got it, okay. All right, my turn? Uh, yes, Nico. Uh, I am going, I, I, I watch her do the thing and I go, oh, do I get a magic wand? And I concentrate really, really hard to manifest a magic wand. And out of raw will, it seems like you're holding a bolt of living flame. Bring me a magic wand. Bring me a magic wand. Not a magic wand, uh, but a four foot war hammer. Fuck yes! Crimson and deadly. Oh, I swing around my head, my head like fucking, uh, what was that dude called? Astaroth, Soul Calibur. <laughs> I'm just rocking it out with this Warhammer. Uh, and I, um, just so I, I, get, it, I get it clear. Warhammer's just a normal, Warhammer's just a normal strike on Blunt Strike. It's it just is, the same as a normal it attack. It's a normal attack that does your power modifier of damage. So if you look on the chart, your Ignis ability does two times as much damage against some things. But right. zero times as much damage against other things. Right, but I don't know what this thing is. We have so. seen that it reacts, its shield right. is Lux. It has a light-based shield. We know that its shield is Lux. Yes. Okay, well then that's useless. Uh, so I am going to, or I guess, can I, can I flying strike with my Warhammer? Or I just you, can both, you can either flying strike with your Warhammer, which would be an Ignis attack, or you can flying strike with your foot or fist, which would be a non-kinetic attack. Which would be a kinetic attack. Huxley is running and he's, doesn't have a power. Correct. Is he near any of them? Uh, he's closer than everyone else. Yeah, then um, I am going to uh, take my sick Warhammer that I just produced in a very dramatic fashion and put it away. The, the one that is closest to him, I'd like to leap into a flying strike. Beat a 12. 18. Your fist slams into it. That does two damage. Actually, um, I'm gonna, because I'm uh, fucking, no, I, I didn't call it beforehand, so no. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. Boop, boop. Huxley, you're on your way to Woodshop, but the other three classrooms are still available to you. You can pivot. No, um, so. And when I do this, I'm also gonna call down to Huxley. Ice! Find some ice! <laughs> Which I do not like fully understand because like you're on fire. I'll do what I can. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and uh, get to the woodshop classroom, uh, and, and uh, the generator like won't won't go. Like I'm pulling it and I'm pulling it, and it just like won't go. And I'm just like pissed. But the dude like has like one of the he's got like an old vending machine in the corner, and I just he like, has a cool guy had old a bad day, machine. and I'm just gonna punch the vending machine and enjoy an ice cold beverage before the world ends. This is all garbage, it's all bad. You punch. What are you trying to go for a sponsor? <laughs> like, I sit back and enjoy a refreshing ice cold Coke. This is a, what, what, what kind of beverage? You have a whole assortment of beverages here. What is the beverage? Do the do, do the do. Fox reaches for. I don't know, does like Casper Mattress or Nature Box make a beverage? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they do not. Jolt. Yeah, it's an old machine. It's an old machine. No, but guy, it, needs, like, it needs to be something cool and icy, right? Yeah, it's cool and icy. What's, it's, what's, uh, a, what's an ice? Fresca. 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 Or fresca. fresca. The machine is full of nothing but fresca because it's just an old woodshop teacher. But uh, it is cold and delicious, and for the first time in its life, Fresca is delicious and refreshing. You crack that <laughs> and start Fresca. to drink, and from outside, you all see the flash of blue frigid energy as the door flies off and standing in the doorway, crushing that can, tossing it to the floor, is Hux. His body chilled and icy cool. The champion of frost has been chosen. Frost, light, <laughs> flame, life, and terror. You'll stand 
together, five champions devoted to defending the earth against all that will assault it. Hello, and welcome to the middle of episode three of Champions of the Earth. I am your GM, Colin Kelly, and uh, thank you so much for listening to our amazing little experiment here. This is the part of the show where we will one day have actual advertisers, but for now, I'd just like to give you a taste of what that might be, uh, Mr. Advertiser Man. So, uh, listen to this. Ooh. What's that sweet nectar I'm tasting? Is it Popplemousse LaCroix? That's right, Popplemousse LaCroix, the official drink of adventurers, brigands, and dashing heroes and heroines. If you want to save the world, mmm, that's Popplemousse LaCroix. Popplemousse, that's how what the angels use when they want to say heaven. Popplemousse LaCroix. All right, so what I want to do now is talk about uh, one of the things that's kind of going down in Act 1 of this episode. Um, you can't see it because obviously this is an auditory medium and uh, not a visual one. So one thing you may not realize is that as our players were activating their powers, which had not been predetermined, uh, I was then handing over power sheets. Um, so every player has their character sheet, which has all of their character stats, uh, their special, basically their special basic moves, uh, including their character name and their hit points, yada yada. You all know what a character sheet looks like. Well, now they have the addition of a power sheet. That power sheet has the uh, three special moves that they can use power points to spend, as well as something that we uh, tend to call the power grid. Um, the power grid is something that we're going to start to get into more in Act 2, but basically, if you've ever played the hit game Rock, Paper, Scissors, uh, you kind of understand the concept behind a, a what beats what. Uh, that's what this grid is. Now, each player only has the grid for their power. Um, so eventually, as a team, they'll have to put all of this together and create the institutional knowledge to really figure out what powers affect what other powers and how it all shapes up. Um, right now, if they seem a little confused, it's because they are. Um, I dump a whole bunch more gameplay mechanics and systems on their shoulders uh, right in the middle of this game as these monsters are coming at them from every direction and they are doing an amazing job catching up, but uh, it's still quite a burden uh, on them. I think it's super fun. You should see their faces as they're like, what are you doing to me? Uh, my little DM heart is just exploding with joy. But uh, I want to paint that picture for you. So now they have their character sheets and their player sheets, uh, or their power sheets, rather, uh, all in front of them. So they have a lot of information to, to process, uh, and they do an amazing job with it. But that is the oeuvre of what is going down. Uh, now, I want to continue a little tradition that we started last episode with interviewing one of our players. So, um, let's see here. I, um, let's see here. I'm looking around. Uh, I actually kidnapped Jesse. You shut You shut up. You shut up. You shut up in there. Hey. But, uh, you know what? We're going to let him out. He's been a good boy. We're going to let him out. So why don't we, um, and... Oh. Oh, I can breathe again. Hey, man, I'm sorry we had to do that to you, but, you know, you know, I asked politely, you said no. Sorry we had to box you like that. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, in a previous game, I put you in a sack. That's very true. So quid pro quo, mm -hmm. I'm glad we're now even. Um, Jesse, I just want to take a moment, minute to talk to you about, about you. Not about the amazing Hux, but about the amazing Jesse. So why don't you tell our listeners, uh, where, you, where do you hail from? Where do you come from? So I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I moved to Los Angeles when I was 18 to go to film school at USC. You ran away from home to go to film school. Totally but, get it. Yes, correct. And what did you do at film school? Um, I became a producer and um, a writer. And then I met uh, several other people here. And we ended up starting a company together called Psychic Bunny. You Whoa, you own your own company? Now I own just the one, yes. There was a time when it was as many as three. 
That is a lot of companies, but I've heard there's a there's a rite of passage they say in this town. Uh, you don't you're not truly a creator until you close your first company. That's correct. Uh, that is absolutely correct. I think. Um, and I, somebody once told me who I look up to. Uh, now, uh, now people are ready to invest in you. Now that you, <laughs> now that you've gone out of business, people are willing to invest in you. I love so, that. Yeah. Um, well, you are very investable. Thank you, Colin. Uh, what kind of stuff were you doing in film school? Like, what kind of stories were you drawn to? Oh, um, I mean, the first movie I ever saw, my parents showed me Star Wars when they bought their first VCR. Um, I was very into, like, big, crazy storytelling, um, like, on a sort of epic scale. Um, so I think I spent a lot of my time in film school trying to figure out how to do that for about $25. I was initially very interested in visual effects. Uh, I got into computer animation when I was 13. I bought a video toaster instead of going to Homecoming. So that was me for awesome. a while there. Um, oh, so you didn't go to Homecoming? Uh, I, w I eventually went. Oh, but okay. Like the first two years instead. I, I didn't have a car because I bought a video toaster instead, which is an old computer, everyone, that could edit video and do computer animation. It was a special computer. A special computer for a special boy. <laughs> um, but you weren't done with USC after your first four years there, right? You were like, you did the four years and mm -hmm. you were like, homie needs more. Right, so um, I mean, I, I, worked in, I worked in television shows for a while and then I landed at Vivendi Universal Games uh, and I, I started in QA and started moving my way into production. Uh, and I was recruited back when they start when USC started a graduate program for games and interactive media. So I was one of the first classes uh, to attend and to receive that MFA. So you got an MFA in interactive game design. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I bet a lot of people don't even know that's a degree that you can get. Sure is. Well, it is now <laughs> it for damn sure. sure. Is. Yeah. Uh, so three years at USC, getting this amazing MFA degree. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you started Psychic Money? Uh, at the exact same time, which is the best worst idea I've ever had to start a small business and get a graduate degree. But luckily I did it with uh, three of the best people I possibly could have ever done that with. So, Fantastic. Is there a, is there a project if people want to know more about Psychic Bunny um, or about kind of what you were doing during that time? Is there a project they should look for? Uh, so, I mean, we've produced a couple of independent films, uh, including um, a movie called Cement Suitcase and uh, a short called Midnight Daisy uh, that um, we're very proud of. Uh, we just had a thing uh, with Lego Ninjago that came out last year. Uh, we're, all, we're kind of all over the place for the most part. It's sort of hard to describe what we do. That's what it said in our business card for the first, like, nine or ten years that we were in business. I think that's pretty accurate, right? Why put you in a box? Oh, well, sorry. Didn't mean to. I know it's a sore mm -hmm. subject. Um, but now you are not just co-owner of Psychic Bunny. You are not just USC MFA graduate. Now you are faculty. Right. Yeah, I, I do. I, they, uh, they brought me back a third time. It's hard to keep me away from this campus for more than three or four years before something comes back. You're, so. you, have an, you have an addicting <laughs> personality. It's hard to get rid of you. Right. So I teach uh, game design. I teach game production. Uh, I teach sort of uh, my favorite class that I've been helping develop here about um, taking a project that you've made in another class and making it publishable um, and you know, polishing it up. And Jesse, just to, to toot his horn for a second, is uh, a fantastic professor here uh, who is very inspiring to the, to the students, not just because he's charming, but because he has shuttered all those companies and done all of this crazy stuff. He speaks from real world experience. Um, and you're pretty no bullshit. Yeah, I think so. You I are think, really uh, no, no muss, no fuss. Mm -hmm. all, yeah, action. all action, no fuss. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, and... Now that we're about to celebrate 13 years at Psychic Bunny, I guess sometimes also we know what we're talking about. Sometimes you know what you're talking about. Now, last question. Mm. How do you feel about Pomplamoose LaCroix? I am largely in favor of Pomplamoose LaCroix. It is, I keep some in my office, mostly for you to come in and drink. Because it's amazing. And yes. It's the greatest beverage that has ever been crafted by man. I'm mostly there with you. Uh -huh. I mostly, it's, it's that or rip it. Oh, we don't talk about Rip It. We don't talk about Rip It. That stuff's dangerous, kids. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, though, and you know it's the truth. All right, time to put Jesse back in the box. Oh, no! Yes, back in the box with you. Ha! And 
with that, we are going to let you return to episode three of Champions of the Earth. Guys, things are about to get real crazy. I hope you're strapped into the ride. All right, we are rolling. This is real. We can play now. <clears throat> whoop, whoop! I just realized he wants to be cool, and now he is. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh. You didn't get that? No, I didn't get that. I was oh. I was so sure he was going to be lightning that yeah. I was kind of a little, like, thrown when he wasn't. No, because that I'm, I'm, I didn't put together oh. the metaphor. That's awesome. Yeah, it worked out really well. Great. I'm actually very pleased. Yep. All right. I mean, I'm also, I'm guessing, pre-displeased about being a light. I know. I just want, again, what I love. They're all ironic and interesting. Uh, let's see. Hux just kicked open the door, right? Yeah. And with Huxley's reveal as the Ranger of Ice, we roll for initiative. All right, feeling good about that. I like this dice better. I got 14. 15. Six. 11. 18. And the drones go last, beeping and booping with maximum threat. Martha, what do you do? Well, let's figure this out. Um, okay, they look mechanical, they're coming towards us, machinery based. Martha is going to go ahead and draw within the forces within her and summon a bright, glowing disc of a shield in her right arm. Or, excuse me, in her left arm. Is Martha a southpaw? She absolutely is. My god. Okay, and she's going to take it, she's going to use her shield attack and um, go ahead and try to throw it. Um, Because it has a ricochet bonus if she hits. All right. Uh, there is one creature, one of these machines already has its shield dropped from the previous uh, encounter. Two of them have shields up, which is a glowing field of light around them. Well, then she'll target the one with the shield down and she'll roll with t- um, tactics using her logic ability. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, with my tactics roll, um, that's a 21. That beats its defensive roll of 18. And you have rolled an advanced attack. So why don't you tell us what happens? So this bright, shining golden disc whips over, um, sailing right towards the one with the shield down leg, striking it, knocking it off balance, where it teeters and starts to fall over, and then bounces off and continues on the path towards one with a shield. Let's do this. Roll it. Do you just chain attacks with this thing for every ricochet? Mm-hmm. Hell yes! That's awesome. Ugh. Does it beat a 15? It's a 10. Ha <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Once again, smacking into its shield and striking it soundly. Uh, and you are attacking it with the power of Terra. Oh, yes. You see that, in fact, the energy of your shield reacts to its uh, Lux-based shield stupendously. The entire shield shorts out, and the second creature now has no power shield at all. Let's go for the hat trick. Okay, it keeps ricocheting. Oh, no! I, uh, nat one. <laughs> you nat one. All right, the shield hits the third creature, but it skitters off, and your shield hits the ground, sputters, and stops. It is not returning to you. And it is on the opposite side of the battlefield. Son of a bitch. All right, Mel, you're up. Hi. So I feel this light power, and I realize I, not super com- I'm not super comfortable punching and kicking. Um, I would much rather do this from as far away as possible. So I'm just hoping really hard that I have a weapon of some kind here. And out of that hope, uh, energy starts to bend around your hands, not light as we traditionally know it, but almost the absence of light. Bending around your hands into the shape of... It is a, like, badass steel crossbow? Ooh. Well, since it's... uh, Okay, so it really... Seemed like those guys had like a bunch of light around them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and attack one that has light because I have light. Maybe it'll work. I'm gonna try and like use like some agility because like I'm fast and try and like run up so I can get close because I'm not quite sure how good of a shot I am, <laughs> really. And I'm going to try and shoot them with a crossbow. Shoot it. Got it. The 17. I, I only rolled a nine. Yay! So your beam of light bolts 
out of the crossbow and slams into its light-based shield to stupendous effect. A glittering shower of energy as the last robot's shield falls. Now it is Huxley's turn. Okay, cool. Uh, that was absolutely maybe the best fresca I have ever had in my entire life, and I feel like entirely different than I did before, so... Uh, no, first I'm gonna do chain, my special technique, so I can attack with no bonus, and for every successful attack, I get to perform an additional attack. So, um, for my first attack, I choose to spend five of my points for auto crit. Um, players make an attack that is an automatic critical success. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> yeah. How many power points do you have? I have 11, so now nice. I have so now five, plenty, five, plenty to spare, that's right. So, Huxley tries to think of the the coolest thing he can possibly think of, and so it's like a lightsaber from Star Wars, uh, but like, but cooler somehow. Basically, like Huxley wishes for a co something cooler than a lightsaber. Yeah, it is. Huxley. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Huxley. What, is, what does that look like? It is an, What's cooler. It is an energy whip made of like frozen lightning. Right? That's pretty damn cool. I love it. That's, That's good. That is both actually cool and literally cool. Yes. So what starts off as a mere blade of blue light quickly extends into a coil of living frosted lightning wrapping around you as you charge into battle. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it swishes and it swings around, and uh, but Huxley's not above uh, Taking the easy shot, so definitely he's gonna take out the one that's on the, on its way down first. All right, your whip because it's an auto crit, it automatically hits and it wraps around the creature's body, throwing it almost to the ground. It is badly damaged and its beeps and boops sound a little something like beep beep boop. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna attack a. Attack it again, like uh, with my with my chain, um, so I don't get a bonus. But uh, I'm gonna whip it one more time. Thirteen. Whip it again. Seven. Ah, you whipped it good. I'm gonna get them all out now. As the creature collapses to its robot knees and kind of looks up at you, beep 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 boop. You smash it again with your frosted lightning whip, uh, and it shatters the beast's. Uh, metallic shell, and it collapses, uh, destroyed. Yeah! All right, that's what I was talking about this whole time, all action, no fuss! Holy shit! Damn, I like your cool whip, bro! <laughs> Thank you, man! Thank you very much! Cool whip? Um, I get to hit again. Keep it going, Hux. Yeah, no, yeah, all right, so here we go, here we go. All right, so, uh... Now Huxley feels, I think, obligated to help Martha out because he sees Martha's cool weapon, like, over there, like... Stuck in the grass, stuck all in the alone. Stuck that third one, so we're just gonna, like, try to, like, weaken that one, run over, and whack that one next. Eat whip, monster robot! It's a ten. Yeah! No more ravines! No <laughs> Your whip lashes out and, and strikes it across uh, its chest. It turns to you, it's mad. This one's mad. This one's not going beep boop. This one's like meep meep. That's okay because like I've got like Star Wars and Indiana Jones basically at this point, so we're gonna whip it like over the top of my head and then just like crack it one more time. Nice. It's 15. <laughs> you land it. I'm seriously not drinking anything but fresca again for the rest of my life. Keep it going. Yeah, again, again. Like last so wait, so the idea behind this is as long that's as you five. succeed, you just keep that's attacking. Yeah, keep Holy going. God. All right, that was a five. Uh, yeah, this was an 11. Okay, so. So your, your strike goes wide, and it is uh, ready, but well done. Well done, Huxley. And Nico. There's, there's how, how many? How many he just took down? Two? He took down two of them? Just one. Just one. One, one of them is very mad. It's waving its little robot bits around, um, but it's dazed. It's not exactly functioning fully super good right now, um, but it's irritated. It's looking for blood. Do we have comms in our helmets? You do have comms in your helmets, yes. Cool. Um, I've already manifested my Warhammer, uh, and I slung at the dude, realized that there was more to this than I thought, because like there's like power energies involved and stuff like that. Probably read a lot of fantasy. I'm sure you don't let people know that. Oh fuck no! <laughs> but, but I think I have a good uh, an idea of how to how energy works. So I, I want to see if I can like reach into this thing and just like if like one ring style. Like I want to understand 
this energies thing. Okay. I want to see if I can like um, just in character since like the character yeah, doesn't know absolutely any of this yet, and yeah. I, I kind of feel like just for me it would be nice if he learned it. Okay. Yeah. Like a, is like a wisdom check. What's that? Well, you're trying to make a fundamental connection to your suit, um, but you're trying to do it, yeah, either through your intelligence or through your raw empathy. Uh, empathy is more where this Okay, is then open up your heart to the power of this suit. Uh, so, 12. So, what you were able to understand is that by reaching in and kind of feeling the energy within you, yes, your suit and the weapon in your hand are literally made of living flame. Um, this is kind of a fundamental force of nature. However, you can also sense that the energy coursing through your friends is similar, right? You are part of a network, part of a web that somehow connects you to your friends, to the earth and to other things even beyond. What that means and, and how that will play out, you, you don't fully understand, but really the only thing that has ever felt at all like this is when you're in that sweet drumming fugue mm. and your hands are starting to bleed, but you just keep that beat going and nothing can shake it like you're part of something more important than you have ever even imagined. Yeah. I get that. All right. I sort of summon inside of myself a strength I uh, from the suit and allow it to fuse within me. And then I am going to use dragon breath. The player, I, I would then breathe a blast of fire, which does five damage uh, to all targets, enemies, and friends that are within the physical striking range, lighting them on fire. Because, you know, dragons, bro. And you don't need to roll. Oh, I don't need to roll for that. No, oh, it just auto does. It. You reach deep. You reach deep into your into your heart and open up your mouth, and from your lips is a burst of living flame pouring from Nico's face that hits the drone like a hurricane wind of flame, knocking it off its feet and utterly obliterating. Oh, did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw know, that. Are not you, to, bro. Are you okay, is, man? <gasps> Avoiding eye contact. <laughs> and as Olive avoids eye contact, her eyes kind of furtively skittering across the battlefield, she sees something else coming out of the starship. The figure is shorter than the others, but much whiter. Black iron skin, gills, flutter between the steel as it strides out uh, stepping onto the battlefield and it takes one look at you it is coming straight for you Nico yeah bring it hey <laughs> we have a new one. Oh no six and it only rolled a five Whew! so it throws its massive strike over your head but you duck. Yeah. Olive, it's your turn. There's one drone and there's this, let's call him the Black Iron Enforcer. <laughs> no, do, 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 let's do, call him Steve. <laughs> does does one of us come up with that or does the, does the HUD on the soup tell us that? No. Okay. That was the GM injecting his own personal opinion. So Steve it is. <laughs> I'm going to spend my power points to do a second strike. Okay. It gives me a two additional actions this round. All right. Ooh. So she is very um, super thrilled though. Like a lot of energy is going through her because she's now full of a lot of life. Yeah. Um, so screams, Nico! And just starts slashing her wand, a super gnarled, like gnarled tree branch. There is a tiny gem at the top of it. That is an amethyst. Okay. Uh, it's uh, glowing with fierce power. Glowing with fierce power and just starts striking. Hey, stupid, ugly knight, get away from my friend! So are you trying to literally boop him with your no, wand? No, or I'm, are you... I'm sending big beams of light at it. Great. Ten. Six. That is a Vitae against. So the beam of light slams into him. Mm -hmm. 
and does nothing. I charge at him, like actually charging, which means I don't get my second attack, but next round for my strike, I deliver three times the damage. Right. So you hunker down, focusing your chi. I hunker down and wanted to save the boy I embarrassed myself in front of a moment ago. Brilliant. Uh, it is the last drone's turn uh, as it turns towards y'all, uh, and it is going to aim its rifle at Mel. As it takes aim, it fires a burst of energy. I am I'm agile, so I'm going to attempt to tuck and roll. Totally. <laughs> Um, that's a 12. You duck and roll, and the beam where, where you were standing leaves a boosh as dirt and grass flies into the air, but you successfully dodged that strike. Better luck next time, asshole. Martha, back to the top of the order. Okay. How far away is my shield? You could make a race for it and grab it. Strategically, I'm headed that way anyway. Is there anyone I can attack on my way to my shield? Absolutely. I will leap into the air heading straight for the uh, last remaining robot uh, executing a flying strike. I can actually move a zone away and then delivered an unarmed or armed strike, in this case, I guess, unarmed, with my dainty little foot. And if you crit, you get times three damage. Yes, well, let's let's not get hasty. Well, that's a 20. Let's get hasty. Uh, So you fly through the air with your self-styled dainty little foot. right in its robot chin, spinning it almost fully around as you land exactly right next to your shield. Dust off whatever dirt got on her shiny gold armor. Awesome. Mel. I'm gonna say that that tuck and roll put me behind the last spider dude, whatever the hell we're calling it. We can say that, sure. The tall X. The tall X. Yeah. Love it. Because they're, they're tall. Well, since, yes, since everyone else seems to be focusing on the new thing. He has a name and it is Steve. (laughs) I'm just gonna, I'm gonna auto crit on the last drone. Okay. Um, So tuck and roll, end it behind it. So catch it, unawares, kind of, he can't see me and auto crit because it can't see me. Uh, what uh, attack are you auto critting oh, with? I really enjoy this crossbow. So I'm just gonna shoot it again. Okay, and what does your crossbow do when it crits? Trick shot, player makes two more attacks. <laughs> so you hit the ground rolling, you fire. Uh, the Talek gets a bolt through its chest. However, it is still standing. And you have two more attacks you can make. All right, well, I'm just gonna shoot it again. Thank God. 20. God damn it. So your bolt uh, goes wide over its shoulder. How? I'm right behind it. <laughs> well, Talek has been learning as it's watched its, its, its family die around it, and it's oh. utterly terrified and is striving to survive. It's a robot. You can't do that. <laughs> I am. That is just me anthropomorphizing this uh, robot. It's not a word. Talek. Talek, no. Yeah, it's, what, uh, is, it's good. what is happening? Everyone else is just automatically good at this killing weird fucking monsters bullshit. And I can't do shit even though I'm five feet away. Um, I... Try one more time. I, uh, it took me a while too, but uh, I believe in you. Thanks. Not being that's, as helpful as you think, Hugs. <laughs> that's super helpful from really far away. Um... I'm just trying to send you some like positive vibes. That's all I'm saying. You can do it, Mel! <laughs> okay, cool. I'm gonna shoot it again. Yeah, you are. Black lightning! 22. There you go. 13. The bolt slams into it. But it is still standing, guys. It's still up. It's still on its feet. Hux. So I'm gonna spend uh, five more of my power points for cold snap, which is an unarmed uh, freezing attack. Um, if it's successful, it'll do three points of damage. Um, and if it's not shielded, it'll also freeze. So yeah, that's the plan. Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna like, like screw the whip or whatever, man. I just wanna like punch this thing. Everybody else is punching stuff and it feels really cool. So what I wanna do is like, like whip the whip around and like make like this cool like ice tornado and uh, look like, like super badass and then like crash through it with my fist when it can't see me. 
that's that's a very elaborate maneuver. It's very stylish, I feel. It's stylish as hell. All right, you start whipping that whip around. You're getting a good head of icy tornado going all over the place. Holy God, man, this is the coolest thing y'all have have seen in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a thousand years. This is gonna happen in every single combat because he's his style is his dump stat. So he's he's literally gonna just. This is amazing. I love this. It's a nat 20 to boot. Oh my god. Your fist comes flying through the icy uh, tornado. Slam, and you were attacking Steve. Steve. You were attacking Steve. Steve. Okay. Steve. Your fist flies into Steve as uh, you. And I'm really close to Steve, so this is happening right now. You in front of me. I'm also charging into Steve. Yeah. So. Well, you were charging. You weren't. Yeah, what does that mean? Char- there's Am two I different kinds of charge. Yeah. There's, there's a charge, like, come on, come on, come on, or a, there's, this like, is a, charging forward. A Dragon Ball-esque oh, charging. I thought I was charging. I understand yeah. I the... I would have described what I did differently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Hux, your fist slams through your icy tornado, hits him for three points of frosty ice damage. Um, he is shielded, however, so he doesn't completely freeze. Still a fantastic maneuver, my friend. Nico. Holy fuck, bro. That was amazing. That was amazing. How did you do that? That was amazing. I actually have no idea. I, I was I, ha- I had an idea in my head that it would be be cool, but I, I really had no idea. What's uh? How close is this guy? Still, because yeah, he just punched him out of the. Did, did that? That didn't kill that dude. Uh, well, Steve. no, yeah, he just no, he gave he Steve a good Steve a good knock. Yeah, but Steve is still right in front of you. Great. Um, I am going to uh, Warhammer Steve. All right. I'm gonna just like. Uh, I, my, my Warhammer, um, I, we didn't really describe it last turn, so everybody's gotten to describe yeah, it. Yeah, so feel free. Tell us about it. your Warhammer. Cool. So it comes out of my arms uh, into tentacles that wrap around each other until they become the thing and then fuse my hands to it. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a wrapped, it looks like a Celtic knot, right? But the te- Celtic knot is tentacles. Fucking awesome. Um, and then uh, the top of it is, yeah, it's like a, you know, it's a big ass hammer, right? But uh, on either side of it, when I hit, yeah, flames just like, it's a. It does like. It like becomes living flame on impact, and then goes back to being what it is. Amazing. So, uh, it's a twenty-three. That's a hit. Uh, which means I crit. Uh, critting with my warhammer does times two damage. Uh, plus, uh, so the challenge number on this is fifteen uh, for you, or you lose your next turn. Correct. So I've got a beat of fifteen, which I do not. Dude. Rock and roll. So your Warhammer collides into Steve's face, crumpling his relatively massively thick facial armor. You feel a weird squelch underneath as he kind of staggers back. As he loses his balance and kind of staggers backwards. Heard that he's talking. This one talks. You're not like the robots. Uh, yeah, no, I, I heard it too. I, is it possible that none of these things are actually like robots? I wonder if this thing can understand it. If it's just a language, maybe the suit can understand it. Oh, don't give it a name. Don't. G- oh, fuck, we gave it a name. I want to see if I can just like see if the suit knows the language. That would be an, a role, and that would be a okay. someone else's turn. Got it. But you pointed it out. Uh, it is his turn, but he loses his turn. So well timed. Uh, Olive, you're up. Yes. Would you like me to re-describe what I'm doing now that no. you know what charge is? Well, certainly. Tell us how you have been charging. Um, so, standing very still, light, uh, eyes, you can see, but under the mask, eyes closed, sort of meditative state, um, but buzzing with energy, and light branches have started to crawl and spiral up just at the base of her feet and ankles, mm-hmm. and, um... A couple ladybugs have started like landing on her. Um, so it's less of a, a, a kind of a Dragon Ball Z superpower charge and more of a calming presence it, that yes, radiates but out from you. drawing life to her. So things that are alive are just sort of gravitating and flying like a little like a little moth to a flame. And she is now brimming with power. Mm-hmm. It said something and then attacked Nico. So I think that's all it needs to say. And then uh, uh, I, with both hands, just with just both hands holding the wand directly in front of her feet planted, 
soul-centered with the earth, and let's fly just a huge beam. And, and there's just like bits of stuff in it. All right, roll that attack. Yeah. That's what we call a stuff beam. 21. It's my 19. Woo! And it is a crit, because it's over 20. Oh. So let's figure this out, because okay. we're not only charging, so charging does what? <laughs> charging does three times the damage, mm -hmm. but I technically then crit with my wand? Is yeah. that how that works? Oh, oh. Yes. So then on top of that times three damage, I have times two damage dealt for the remainder of combat, and everyone gets a power point. Nice. So Ooh. her successful blast makes all of you feel that much more robust. You feel a bit of just like radiance enter your center of being. Mm -hmm. uh, that is times two times three, which is times six damage. So your beam slams into Steve. Your, your charm, your energy, the thing, the flow of power moving directly from the earth through your wand and into Steve as he doesn't even get a word out as his armor lights up with glistening power and he literally evaporates into a blown field of petals. Did, did he just disintegrate into flowers? That was beautiful. Really? Oh, yeah. Thanks! <laughs> Says the last Talek oh, that has the bolt through its neck as it jerks. I mean, two bolts. Two bolts in it <laughs> as it kind of herky-jerks its way across the field, coming for you, Olive. Beep, beep. Oh man, we totally forgot Meow. about the robot. That's my bad, that's my bad. As it tries to no, strike you. You all forgot about the robot. Okay. Ah! 12. I'm not worried about her. It, Look at her. It throws a little bit of a punch and you honestly just kind of dismissively duck your head to the side and totally it doesn't even hit you. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I sort of, as I lean out of the way, I just, I, I put my finger there so that he kind of fist bumps my finger. And as it fist bumps your finger, you hear the sky crackle. Because in case you've forgotten, there is a starship hanging over your city, the size of a skyscraper. And it is now not only descending, it is getting damn close. In fact, it seems to be shifting in shape. It's giant form bending, weaving, and descending from its undercarriage comes two massive legs that land on Earth with a crash. It flexes, moves, and within moments you realize this 300 foot tall starship is no starship at all, but what it looks most like is a dragon. It lets loose a blood curdling roar that seems to go through the entire spectrum of sound. That's so metal. Hi everyone, it's Jesse again. Normally we do a uh, next time on Champions of the Earth, but I think it's abundantly clear that next time on Champions of the Earth, there's a giant robot dragon, so I hope you all can consider yourselves sufficiently teased. Instead, I would like to take a moment to thank all of our new fans and listeners for making this such a rewarding experience. We've said this a lot, but uh, keep listening, there is swag on the line. A lot of talented people go uh, out of their way and give a lot of time to this show, but we are not always the best at knowing how to tell people about this great program. So we rely on you, on word of mouth and on referrals to get some traction, and it is so important at launch. Uh, subscribing, rating us, writing a review, that's fantastic. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. The fan art also helps incredibly. Uh, really, truly, it is one of the major ways that uh, we can get discovered. Um, and we're going to start sharing more of it on championscast.com, which is powered by Tumblr. Uh, we'll share it on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere else that we can. 
Um, sharing our episodes on Tumblr, liking the page on Facebook, all that stuff is absolutely fantastic. And I'll also add that I've switched to re-listening to the episodes uh, if I want to hear them again on Stitcher because they have separate um, stats that they track and uh, it helps uh, bring visibility to potential advertisers so Colin can stop advertising grapefruit-flavored water to you all. I also, uh, here comes the good part, I want to give something back to you for all that help, and so also give you an incentive to keep helping us, thank you so much. So over the holidays, I commissioned a small gift for the cast. We each have a small, uh, limited edition collectible pin that we wear. It has the Champions Wings and Shield and D20 logo. Uh, I'll even post an image once this episode goes live. They are laser-engraved mahogany, and they smell fantastic when they're new. Um, but... I had a few extra made, like 30 to 40 more. Those are up for grabs, and here are the rules. Hit us up, use the hashtag, share us, write reviews, draw pictures, be awesome. Every week, Colin and I will put the hashtag users, the review writers, the artists, and all you awesome fans who have helped us into a random drawing for some of these pins. I will put them in the mail myself with a nice note and maybe something else, too. There will probably be some less random draws, too, for some of you out there who continue to just be super and help us all the time. Um, thanks so much. One more time uh, there. Uh, that's enough out of me. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly. Featured in the cast are Amanda Powers as Mel, Marcy Campos as Martha, Jackson Lansing as Nico, Gina DeVivo as Olive, and Jesse V. Hill as Huxley. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzy. Special thanks to Jump Creative for the recording space and Psychic Bunny for the software, equipment, and wine storage. Find us at championscast.com and send your questions to us at championscast on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, tumble us on Tumblr. Our next episode airs in two weeks unless I get the flu again. The secret word is every man. <laughs> <laughs>